Hello, and welcome to Love in the Time of Everyone, a podcast where we talk about the ways relationships have changed over the past few generations, from who we love, to how we think about love, to what we choose to do with love once we've found it. I'm your host, M. Diekman. Today, we tell a story about serendipity. When Matt started thinking about the idea of proposing to his girlfriend of a few years, Kate, he didn't have to think about it for very long at all. The thought crossed my mind, and I got just so incredibly excited at that proposition. And I was like, yes. Uh, like full body, yes, I think that's a Brene Brown thing. Around that same time, one of their mutual friends, Leah, who makes jewelry, posts on Instagram that she's doing commissioned pieces, and he thinks, oh, that's perfect. So he has Leah make a custom ring for Kate, he lets Kate's parents know, and he decides to propose to her while they're on this hike in Washington State. We were at this overlook, and Kate's like, well, let's dip down, let's get down to the water, and Pod. let's head down to the water right now. It's like, well, I think we should just, like, wait here and, and like, get a photo. And I'm not usually that person. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and like, is your, yeah, let's get a photo. So... I was like, no, no, let's do it. And the and one of the two people that were behind us appeared, and I was like, hey, can you take a quick photo for us? I'm like, oh, sure, totally. So I go over there, and I'm like trying to fish the ring out of my pocket, but without being too obvious. But I'm sure I was being obvious. And he like takes a quick photo, and he's like, all right, there you go. And I was like, I didn't get the ring out. Shoot. And I was like, hey, can you can you just take one on portrait mode? And I was like, like you, you what is mode. Matt doing on? mode are you kidding it's something i like found out about the day before or something i was like "Ooh, portrait mode!" and the guy was like um sure yeah i could i could do that i was like kind of embarrassed i was like please let this guy go and i said like yeah just take a lot or something like that and kind of like tried to look at him and do like the the like open-eyed wink without <laughs> winking you know where you're like hey, something's about to happen he was like what the heck are you about to do and Walked over and then like two photos in, was able to get the ring out finally. And got out of one knee and he just starts taking photos. I'm on one knee and I say my like one or two lines that are like poorly rehearsed, but like they come out okay. And Kate looks at me and just like looks away for a moment, like really pensively. And then looks back at me and was like, wait. And like put up one finger in my face and I was like on a knee, like, wait, what? Like, wait for what? And she turns and walks over to her backpack. And in that moment, I was like, I was just utterly shocked. Like, I just thought, I think I even said just like, just please say something. (laughs) So let's leave Matt there on one knee and hear from Kate, who has some complicated feelings about marriage. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's like a tale that many um women fall into because it's the culture that we're raised in of like dreaming about your wedding day and all this stuff. And I just never did. I was like, it sounds like a lot of money and annoying. And I'm, I don't know, but I do love a wedding. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It just like, was never really on my radar. And I remember in college kind of, cause I graduated college in 2010. So my like college years, like my really transformative years where before marriage equality was legal and so at that point it was just like very a very clear-cut line of privilege that just seemed rude like it just I don't know it wasn't like that deeply involved it was just like it feels rude for people to get married when a lot of couples can't 
So I just don't want to do it. But then obviously marriage equality passed. And then I was like, oh, well, now I don't really have an excuse anymore. (laughs) Kate also had problems with the way so much of marriage is rooted in patriarchal customs from a time when there was a lot less equality between men and women. Stuff ranging from dowries and women taking men's last names to fathers giving their daughters away at weddings. So this reluctance to get married is reflective of a larger pattern. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the median age for first marriage in 2019 was 29.8 for men and 28 for women. 50 years earlier, in 1969, it was 23.2 for men and 20.8 for women. So, yeah, Kate's not the only one who's hesitant. But, you know, sometimes love happens and things change. So Kate started thinking. I just, I like distinctly remember the moment I decided it was December the year before and I called my dad and I like just decided in the car and I was like, I'm going to ask him out to marry me because I want to marry him. It sounds fun. I don't feel all this like weird baggage about what marriage is supposed to mean. That's like deeply tied to a religious upbringing anymore. I just feel like free and good and I'm going to do it. Lots of norms around marriage are changing. For example, According to the U.S. Department of Labor, the percentage of women in the workforce increased more than 20% from 1976 to 2016. But traditional ideas about proposals are still widespread. Lauren Kay, executive director of the wedding planning website The Cut, says that among heterosexual couples, 97% of grooms say that they propose to their brides. There's this great 2014 case study called Negotiating Courtship, in which sociologist Ellen Lamont interviews 38 college-educated women about why some of these conventions persist, even as heterosexual relationships become more equal. None of the married women in the study had proposed to their husbands, and many said it was something they would never consider. Quote, Rather than view a female-initiated proposal as an expression of valid desire and unwillingness to remain passive, women viewed it as an embarrassing reflection of their partner's lack of love or their own desperation. But to Kate, it seemed like a really good, non-traditional way to start a marriage. And she liked the idea, and it didn't really seem like that big of a deal. She sees that same post from Leah and decides to message her about making a custom engagement ring for Matt. Here's Leah. One of them said, I'm pretty sure it was Kate who messaged me first, but I can't remember now. But she was just like, Leah... I would love to take on this opportunity. Like we've been talking about it. She's like, I never thought that I would be the one to get married, but like, it's very clear now. Or like the language behind that was just like, she wanted to make it happen and kind of wanted to take initiative. So for me, I was like, heck yeah, girl, like that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then literally like the same day at least, but like, I want to say within an hour and he messaged me very similar. Like, I don't think she, you know, I just am going to go for it. We've kind of talked about it, but like, I just want to make it happen, you know? And at that point I was like, this is, I think they're messing with me. Like, this is a joke. They weren't messing with her. They just both decided to propose to each other and to ask the same person to make their engagement jewelry on the same day. They checked, by the way, they sent their messages to Leah 14 minutes apart. At first she wasn't sure what to do, Who was going to get to it first? Was there something unfair about helping them both make a plan when, inevitably, someone would get to it first and mess up the other person's plan? And anyway, could Leah keep it a secret? How on earth could she keep it a secret? 
She decided to give it a shot, though. Both of them are kind of thinking out loud with her about when they'll do it, where they'll do it, how they'll do it. And they both bring up this trip they're taking that summer to Washington State, to a place that's really special to both of them. So she tries to kind of hone in on what they're each thinking. Like, oh, is there a specific spot you have in mind that you think would be good? There's a couple, but I think ideally I'd like to do it at this lake that's really beautiful. And we went there the first year we were dating and really loved it. And just a really cool place. She's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. So she was getting all this intel. intel, And I thought she was just being like really kind and supportive, which she was. But yeah, she had her own devious motives. And I had been like, yeah, we're going to do this. And we might go on a hike. And maybe I'll just like, maybe I'll just ask him at this thing and she was like I mean the hike sounds beautiful and I was like well that's true good point so Leah is meeting with both Kate and Matt in secret and carefully texting them to run ideas by them Kate even changed Leah's name in her phone to her best friend's name so Matt wouldn't be like why are you texting Leah so much Matt probably wouldn't notice anyway because he was too busy also texting Leah Anyway, Leah and Matt are talking about the best stone tees in Kate's ring and she shows them a few options Without hesitating, he picks this little green square of a stone called Gaspiite. She has three of these little squares, so she puts one aside for him. Then Kate comes over to talk about making Matt's piece. They've decided to make him this metal cuff, kind of like a bracelet, and they have the center stone picked out, but they're talking about what other stones would look good with it. I think the Gaspiites were on the table, or I don't know if they were like, I don't think I pointed them out to her, because there was three of those little square ones, like the exact same. And I remember putting hers in like a special bag so she wouldn't see it, but I didn't even think twice about like the other ones, I don't think. Uh, I think they caught her eye on the desk or maybe they were like in a different pile or I don't think that I like pointed them out right off the bat. And she's like, what are those? (laughs) And so then I didn't want to like act weird about it. And then I ended up, we put them on the side of that other one and they complimented. um, And then that's where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be brilliant. So I was like then encouraging her a little bit to be like, how cool is this? All three together, you know, and like these colors. And then I told her about Gaspiite and the stone. And um, I would need to go back and look into the meaning of the stone. But I remember afterwards looking into it and it was really like kind of coincidence. Like a lot of it was sort of like serendipity and like good luck. And it just felt like a a very appropriate stone. (laughs) So here they are armed with matching jewelry, armed with plans to propose in the same place on the same day. Kate has also called Matt's parents to let them know she's planning to propose. Both Kate and Matt mention that they're not big fans of the idea of asking for parental permission. It's like a relic of the days when children were traded around like property, and seems to miss the fact that they're both grown adults with free will. But for Kate, letting Matt's parents know just seems sort of courteous, and like a fun way to mix up the traditional gender roles. For Matt, It also just seemed courteous to state his intentions, to keep them in the loop. The night before they leave on the trip to Washington, they're at a family wedding, and Matt's like, this is it, time to let Kate's parents know. And remember, they already know Matt and Kate are getting engaged on the Washington trip, because Kate told them she was proposing months ago. So I just like, um, (laughs) I like walked up to your dad and was just like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was just like... I really love your daughter and I really want to spend my life with her. And I just wanted you to know that, uh, I'm, I'm planning to marry her. And he just looked at me in the eye, like couldn't even say anything and just said, well, 
she loves you a lot too. And I was like, thanks. I'll take that as a go. And he's like, you should probably tell, you should probably tell Robin, Kate's mom. She's over there. And I was like, yep. And so I pulled Robin away from a friend and I told her, and she just like looked at me with the biggest eyes and just blinked a bunch. She just blinked and blinked and looked at me. It was just like, I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Because they were just thinking, like, how is this going to go down in the next day? Like, who's going to ask first kind of thing, so. As a final finishing touch, Kate also called one of those silly photo booth places where you dress up in old-timey clothes and they take your portrait. She thought it would be fun to do after the big engagement hike. Of course, so did Matt. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is I called that photo booth place after Kate had and they said, you know, well, we have an appointment at five, but we get you in at 530. And I said, well, that would be great because my backup plan was the photo booth place or just to go go take up some photos together. And I I couldn't help it. It like bubbled out of me. I was like, and I'm going to propose either before this or or maybe in the photo shoot. She was like, oh, no way. The five (laughs) o'clock is also like you'll be back to back it's like well that's great she's like and we have our photographer who's like the best in so you'll be in good hands i was like okay good and that was kate that is ridiculous anyway they leave for their trip the night before the big hike they're walking around both of them carrying the engagement jewelry in their pockets just in case the perfect moment arises but no they managed to wait yeah and then i would say like the next day I like woke up and just like, no way I was falling back asleep. It was just like, I gotta, I gotta do something. I was like, Kate, I'm going to go get some pastries and stuff for us. I'll be right back. And she was like, well, I want pastries. I'm coming with you. I was like, how are you this awake? You never I like, wake I'm, up ready. I'm so excited. She's like, well, I'm going, I'm dressed. I was like, okay, let's do it. We're going to go hiking. So I had my hiking backpack and I was like in the bathroom trying to pretend like I was blow drying my hair or something dumb, which I don't do. So I just like had the blow dryer on and was like packing the ring. And then like I had also bought this camera tripod to like hide a phone and video record the whole thing. And so I was like stuffing all this, trying to like hide it in my hiking pack and trying to be so sneaky. Meanwhile, outside the bathroom, Matt's doing the same thing. (laughs) So they set out on their hike and we pick up right around where we left off with Matt just about to propose. Well, so I genuinely had no idea. And then the minute I like felt him when this stranger was taking our photo, get very tense and nervous. And I just, I was like, oh, how did I miss this? He's going to be. And then my, and my immediate thought was just like, shit, shit, shit. No, no, no. And so I think after that, I was like, uh, that's good. Thank you. And like, let's go down to the river. And then that's when Matt was like, well, you got to get one in portrait mode. And I was like, no portrait mode. I got to get down to the water. I got to do this. I had a whole plan. I, I don't know what to do. And so then he asked me and I like froze. And I was like, um, uh, <laughs> and then I was like trying to like reconfigure in my mind. And I was like, I'll just ask him right now. So I went and got his thing. And it was still great, but I just, it was like perfect. But I just remember that moment, just like being like, all right, got the plan. And then I was like, oh no. Foiled. And he fished something out of her backpack and came over and got on one knee 
and told me to stand up. And I was like, wait, what the heck? And she just said, I'm not going to say yes until you say yes. And I was like, that is a power move. It was. And I like it. Proud of it. And I said, hell yes. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And then, so we got our phones back, of course, and then, or Kate's phone. And then we were sitting there just like, wait, what, how did you, did you, and like this kind of, not that I knew. And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought for sure she knew. And I was set up. I felt set up. By yeah. somebody, tell who <laughs> you weren't, I and just... and then I realized like it was just a total coincidence, and and Leah really helped set us up essentially. Mm-hmm. There's something eerie about this, though, right? Or it's something unbelievably serendipitous, or maybe it's just a sign that they're soulmates. I'm not sure if I believe in soulmates, but do they believe in soulmates? According to a 2017 study from Monmouth University, about two-thirds of Americans do believe in soulmates, and there's not a big difference between generations. Kate, at least, is a little bit hesitant to use the word. Yeah. I feel like I had a couple people say that, like, well, if you didn't know now, like, now you know, like, it's meant to be in that sort of, like, soulmate-esque type of response and... I don't know. I feel like I've always kind of thought of love as a choice. I think it's like a, like a something you perform, like you like very much choose to love people. And that's like an act of giving and connection. And so, so in that sense, like my gut reaction is like, no, I don't think soulmates exist. I think you like not that people can choose to love anyone, but in a way you can like choose to perform and like live a life of love to the people that you choose. But I just think that some people it's a lot easier to love and some people it's a lot harder. And I feel like Matt, since the minute we've been romantically involved has been like, I mean, not that we've had, we've like had really hard times, but has just been easy to love. Like it's like felt almost felt like it wasn't a choice. Like, even though I'm like, love is a choice. You can choose to love people. It's like, I just do. I just love Matt. There is no, I don't feel like I have that much of a choice in it. Like I just do. And Mm. if he doesn't love me back, I will still love him because I just do. And luckily he loves me back, which is great. But so in that sense, it's like, I don't know. I don't think Matt is my, soulmate necessarily but I do believe that like I could not choose a life where I am not completely in love with him so I guess in that sense I'm probably you're you're probably my soulmate here's what Matt has to say I think I've always believed in soulmates but I think I think the piece that um I really grew into is the that that choice aspect of um yeah i'm a big believer in like intuition and destiny and those kind of things because to me it helps me feel like the world has a a magical sparkle which i think it does uh but i think in our relationship it was like we couldn't help but talk or hang out every day starting 
right when we started hanging out and it was like just a deep, deep, deep friendship and a deep, deep connection. And in that, I think, um, I realized all these factors had brought us together and, um, yeah. So in a, in a sense, the choice kind of removes all the, like, it, it doesn't describe my feelings very well. It makes it kind of feel belittled in a way. Um, but I think it was just like a natural step of how I felt and um, really made a lot of sense after years of being together and yeah, I could not see myself with anyone else. And I think once I got to that, that point of like, yeah, I'll probably never get married or single for life, the sort of thing. And then I realized like, well, I could still like, there's no way I'm going to be single for life because I'm going to be talking to Kate my whole life. So I think <laughs> we're just together and I love that. And so the choice came and it wasn't a hard choice. It was just me trying to figure out the timing and um, if this is something that I wanted to do or we wanted to do in terms of getting legally married. Kate and Matt got engaged in summer 2019. Shortly after that, her dad was diagnosed with ALS. The stress of watching her dad's health decline and then of trying to plan a wedding for summer 2020 was a lot. Then a global pandemic started creeping up. Kate's dad was visiting them in Arizona and they realized with his declining health, he might not be able to make it back for another visit. So we went to the courthouse. Got a marriage certificate. And two days later, we had a small little ceremony with, with her parents and your little brother and then my parents and um, my older sister. And um, I had a great time. Just had a sweet, like really, really, really small ceremony. And um, yeah, it was really, it was really special. I'm really glad we did that and it meant a lot to to us and also to your dad and to yeah. our my parents and my dad passed away just over a week after that. So yeah, yeah. it was like I don't know, people always talk about like weddings and funerals as being like these really joyous moments and really tragic moments, like pinnacles of life. And it just like one of the last moments. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just thinking about like one of the last moments I had with my dad was this very like celebratory day and it was really fun. And I like, I'm so glad we did it. And it was really fun. I have no regrets. We rented him a convertible. Yeah, we rented him a convertible. And <laughs> it, was fun. it was really fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Love in the Time of Everyone. New episodes are available on kxci.org. Special thanks to Local Kindergartner for the theme music. The Local Kindergartner EP, Spine, is available on Bandcamp. If you'd like to buy a piece of jewelry from the famous Leah, you can check out her Instagram at leandra.marjewelry. That's L-E-A-N-D-R-A dot M-A-R jewelry. An enormous thank you to Kathy Rivers, Bridget Thumb, and Gabriella Yadagari for all the podcasting pointers and guidance. Let's close with a word from Neil Gaiman on love and marriage. It's not two broken halves becoming one. It's the light from a distant lighthouse bringing you both safely home. Because home is wherever you are both together. <laughs>